Warning, warning. This is a critical level alert. Toxicity meter at severe levels. Enabling controversial subject matter at 100%. System overload. Now loading. Toxic behavior with Inner Jordan. Keep up with all things toxic. Follow us online. Search Toxic Behavior Pod. And now, Eric Jordan. Welcome back. Hey, Eric Jordan with you. It is episode five, Toxic Behavior. And uh, I'm I'm on the high today because this week is Halloween Horror Nights, the return, which means uh, I'm going to be blackout drunk. So if I don't respond to emails or I'm not on social media or the episodes just don't upload right moving forward, it's because I'm blackout sucking a ghost's dick. That's usually how I spend Horror Nights, and I hope you do as well. If you don't know what that is. We're going to just move on. Uh, I did just quickly want to just jump into uh, an email that I got. Again, we do this thing. Toxic feedback is what we call that. I got an email from Ryan. Ryan went to ToxicBehaviorPod.com and he wanted my opinion on this. He said, hey, Eric, reaching out this week after hearing a few weeks ago's episode with Connor about sex work. I wanted your advice after recently been reached out to a self-proclaimed sugar daddy. The idea of it is so exciting, having someone to pay my bills and allow me to have the spending money I don't have. I'm freaking out because I think he might be scamming me. He claims to own a civil engineering company that works all over the world. He's currently in Turkey for a four-month project, and he says he lives uh, here in my city in Ohio. He wants to help send me money, but he keeps saying he can't use apps like Cash App or Venmo while he's in Turkey. He asked me to be a beneficiary to his work's expense prepaid card and add my name. That sounds so sketchy. Do I take the risk to reap the rewards or do I block him and run? Thanks, Ryan. Well, Ryan, I thought about it. And what the fucking fuck are you stupid? Honey, honey. He wants to put your name on something. He wants to enlist you in paperwork. He's not just sending you money through Cash App, which fun fact, that's like saying, sorry, my texts aren't working. I'm in the middle of Walmart. It's just as stupid sounding. The idea of him being in Turkey is his excuse for not using these apps. He's trying to, to risk, you know, get you into this. If people don't know about this, this is actually a common scam that they are using on a lot of the dating apps. So dudes will go, uh, guys and girls are falling for this either on Tinder or the big one that I kept reading about was Grindr. So on Grindr, guys will get messaged and immediately they'll get some like opening message and it says something like, hey, I want to spoil you and pamper you. That's the first red flag because nobody's going to start off with offering you the goods. And I know it must feel like the most ultimate compliment to feel like you're living your like beautiful fantasy where you're like i'm so beautiful i finally got the sugar daddy i've been longing for this is a scam here's what they want they want to get you involved in funneling the money that they are illegally of uh passing around so a lot of the times what they're doing is they're stealing credit card information from other people they're making copycats of these cards and they're putting names of unsuspecting people on it so that they'll go out and spend the money um the reason for it is it's a lot less distracting, I guess, or it's a lot less obvious when other people are also funneling that same money out of it. If you're the one with the name on the card, you're gonna be 
held responsible for all of it. So, no, you're not going to get your uh, your Gucci sliders. You're not going to be taking your friends out to dinner on, on daddy's money. Uh, you're not that pretty, okay? You want to go find a sugar daddy the old-fashioned way is you get on your knees outside of the Grand Floridian at Disney and tell daddy that he's, uh, you know, his family's in the parks. I'll take care of you upstairs. At least that's what I hear works. We're touring in, in Orlando. Um, keep trying, though. I want you to I want you to obtain that. If that's a goal and a fantasy for you, who am I to tell you no, Ryan? You know, but you live in Ohio. Look around. What parts of Ohio are you seeing sugar daddies left and right? He's traveling for work in Turkey. Who the fuck's going to Turkey? Uh, we're gonna move on and uh, get right into today's episode. I'm so excited because I have got to know this person's personality over the last couple of months and uh i find him super fascinating and interesting and uh he thinks i'm biased in saying so but i know that this is going to be a good one today he refuses to tell me what his toxic behavior is other than hint at that it is drinking he claims that there's a lot of evidence to back up all the toxicity that goes with it and uh he wanted to save it for today so we'll see how this goes his name tanner tanner welcome to the show hi Oh, it's so good. You've been drinking already. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty deep into drinking. He was fully committed to the, the narrative. Today. Yeah, I wanted to make it real, you know. <laughs> have a have a few more sips. Just yeah, just in case. So you are 24, soon to be 25. Barely 24 for counting it. And how long have you have you struggled with with drinking? And do you feel like you struggle or you just that is just this is it. <laughs> the bat oh how long have you struggled with drinking okay um i would say it's been a struggle for three-ish years okay well i'm not too harsh on it i think it's a problem but i i'm maybe i like the problem <laughs> but it's it's a rewarding yeah problem. hey i'm here for it i'm here for the ride you haven't had any problems like physically because it's not like fucking no your body, that's huh? what i'm here to talk about absolute physical problems <laughs> So let's. This is this is. Your it's show. actually been way more physical than mental. If I'm being completely honest, really, peeing my pants has been something that I've done as an adult uh, more times than I'm comfortable with. I have never had the privilege of pissing my own self. Oh, see, and I've been kind of willing myself to believe that everyone has. That's kind of my saving grace here: is yeah. that every adult pisses their pants. You were really hoping, yeah. All right, it's your show today. What's the story? What's what happened? Where were we? Okay, so I'm in Paris. Some guy comes up to me on the street. I'm thrifting, so I'm in like the shady part of Paris. What were we looking for? You just anything? You just, just wanted to fake shit. something? Yeah, no, not fake. Like I just wanted to in in Paris thrifting is different. You like go into bins and you just like shit isn't hung up. You're just kind of digging through shit and then you ask how much for this and they just are like two bucks and then you take it. Oh, so okay. It, it's like kind of no big deal. While I'm walking on the street, this guy comes up to me and he has these like pinstripe candy cane uh you know the the snack girls in old hospitals yeah <laughs> it's those it's that outfit but overalls i think i've actually seen a picture of these overalls i'm obsessed it's my favorite favorite outfit ever yeah he gives them to me and he's like i just think you would look so fucking good in these he was like i just 12 bucks that's all I, I, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I don't even care how they look. $12, yeah, for, for sure, whatever. He, were, he hand-selected this for you. He picked me out on the street. However, we're about to get into how that's not necessarily a compliment. I ripped them out of the bag. <laughs> They're fully already pissed in. 
Um, There's a piss stain all the way down the pants, all the way down the right leg. It's yellow, and because it's like candy stripe, you know. It's the, obvious. The white parts are super stained yellow. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to make this work. Now, when did you realize this? Be- after you purchased M- minutes, it? Minutes. Minutes. I could, I was st- like, he was in my field of view. You didn't I, feel like saying, no, uh, you're oh selling God, me these piss stained pants? I wanted them more. I was like, God, <laughs> this is what I'm fucking here for. Like, yes, absolutely. Maybe so, he thought you had a piss kink. Maybe he's like, I hand selected this for you because you look like. Whatever. You're if love that's those. what it is, yes. I was into it. Not necessarily for the piss, but for the fucking experience. So I get these pants. I pay the $12. I pull them out. There's piss in them. I go home. There's no washing machine or anything where I'm staying in Paris. So I am I hand wash these and uh, <laughs> dry them with a in like a dryer. bathroom sink? Or- in a sink. Yeah. In a sink with um, an ivory bar of soap. Okay. I'm a little grossed out. Disgusting. Has the stain come out at all? (laughs) Barely. (laughs) So, okay. So that night when I'm on this school trip, we were supposed to go to a museum. And I had been to enough museums and that's not why I was there anyways. So I was like, I'm not fucking in Paris to go look at a whole bunch of ancient art. I want to like go see it or whatever. So you're pulling your own Lizzie McGuire fantasy. Right. Except alternatively (laughs) to Lizzie McGuire, it turned into Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie style. I go straight to a bar. I'm plastered with. How old were you at this point? I think 19, maybe 20. And the legal drinking age is like 18. And they don't card. It's like you could be. 16 and they're not gonna fucking ask so the rest of your classmates are off seeing like the Mona Lisa and you're like I'm going to a fucking bar they're looking at the ancient art of Olympia and I am slammed I'm just taking them back were you alone or did you go with anybody I went with my friend Annie she was also somebody who uh, enforces that I go and do she's a rebellious type as well yes the the um the chaos to my confusion, or maybe alternatively, vice versa. Yeah. The confusion to my chaos. Yes, that exact scenario. So we go and we drink all day. They're at this uh, museum for like hours and hours and hours. Probably was like three. At night, we're going to the Seine River, where we're about to, like, you know, the Seine River. It's like, it goes yeah. through Paris. It's the most like famously painted river in the world. It's like a romantic, beautiful spot. People worship this spot. And Eric, you know how bad I have to pee. You know how bad I have to pee. <laughs> so, so. Wait, what, let me, cause you say that and people are like, what does that mean? This boy. You would think he had a Coke problem. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I'm, I literally am on the bathroom. He had to run to the bathroom every few seconds when I first met him. Uh, so I can assume, like... My heroin addiction is <laughs> fucking through the roof. I know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You need to pee, and you're at the river, and running water, that's not a good combo. Well, so we're getting on this boat, and let me just set the scene for this boat, because it is uh, very contradictory to how I came to it. I came in this pinstripe uh, outfit. I was wasted out of my mind. People are going on this tour to have the actual authentic experience of like being on the Seine River. Like it's like So you were going on a boat ride. I was going on a dinner boat ride. <laughs> I was not just going on a boat ride. This wasn't like a tour. What it was w- the dress wear? Like what were people um, wearing? Um fancy uh dresses only ties 
And I'm in overalls that are pinstriped. And piss stained. <laughs> piss stained. I'm there and I'm on this boat and I'm just, I like know I have to pee. I slammed a beer before I got on the boat because I was like, this is what's fucking happening now. So let's do it. Yeah. Slam a beer. I get on this boat 20 minutes in. He's talking about like a famous painting of the area, like of the Seine River. And I'm there on an art scholarship. This is to me a gratitude. This like, is a big moment. I am there with my director, my, my like everyone who has any say in what I'm doing from this point on is sitting right next to me looking like a fool. Is it the rest of your class? Because you went out drinking and then the rest of the people that you should have gone with during was, the day are now involved. So, no, you had to apply to get on this so it was an honor you had to literally like write in an application to get on this boat like you had to really want to do it it was a full event people came in evening gowns this was so this is like the the people that wanted to be there this was their dream it to wasn't be there. just a casual haunted it wasn't like tour. you could just show up spend 50 <laughs> no. bucks go to dinner no. this was a dinner tour as a reward yeah, these, to those that these whores wanted it so fucking bad and you're these obliterated it. i'm trashed so i get on this boat 30 minutes goes by it's all going fine whatever so i like start to notice i have to pee and then i realize i'm way too drunk to like even moderate when I have to pee like yeah. you know when you're really wasted and it just yeah comes mm-hmm. on you know so I have to pee so fucking bad do they have a bathroom on the boat no no ma'am and I am so deep into having to pee that I'm like somebody give me a coke bottle one of my classmates gives me a coke bottle I start peeing in it like Once, right where wait wait a minute wait okay. pause because so, so, that's too deep <laughs> somebody just found a coke bottle on the boat yes yes ma'am where are you standing <laughs> Whipping your penis out to pe- I'm not standing And that's the beautiful part Well you're, you're at the dinner table Well no we're on a boat So it's not that like There's rows you know And I'm wearing overalls Oh I it, see So I'm thinking Okay a bottle in the dick it, Or a dick in the bottle Not that huge of a Like I, I'm kind of wearing a jumper It's gonna yeah, be Yeah you fun. can just slide it up The it's side of the leg And completely the, Hide it, it under the, the overall Keep it tucked there Just pee and whatever This is And this is a drunken thought Because Any yes. logical human being At this point is <laughs> What is that Understands negative? that A coke bottle Is a little bit more complex Than it just rests On the tip Unless you've got A micro penis That easily is going to Slide into the tip Of that glass This is going to be A piss challenge Well thank god You brought that up That's exactly what happened <laughs> Just kidding I'm just kidding. Okay, so no. So somebody gives me a Coke bottle. I'm peeing in it. Things get haywire. My dick fully slides out. I'm oh. peeing all over myself. Oh. Now I'm kind of thinking like, this already happened. I, there's too, yeah, what are you going to do? Commit or go home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're, you're the piss person now. So like, I'm doing it. I just kind of was like peeing on myself. Like, I just kind of pretended it didn't happen and it was happening. Yeah. <laughs> A casual person on the boat comes up and puts their umbrella out, opens their umbrella in front of me, pissing on myself. So the just oh, they a, knew what was random, happening. A random person, somebody not associated with me at all, was so embarrassed for you yes. that they brought the umbrella yes. to hide you. Uh, yes, absolutely. Which in turn actually highlighted. <laughs> Everything I was doing. Correct. Everyone at that point is like, why is it's he being, an umbrella there's being no pulled. rain? No. Or yeah. is there? Uh, yeah. Not. Yeah. Are you mortified at this point? Even being drunk, are you like, oh my God, my life is crumbling before my eyes? Is it bad if I say no? 
Were you living for it? Were you? Yes, I was living for it. Why wouldn't I be? I didn't care. But I was never going to see these people again. I, why would I care? Yes, I was living for it. I was like, oh God, I just had to pee so bad. And like, what was the other opportunity? Do you think that they thought that guy's going to piss himself? Because look at those those overalls. They're already stained. I think my director of the program was like, oh, fuck, this makes it so obvious. He didn't go to the museum. <laughs> I don't think anyone cared minus the fact that it was clear that I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. So does anyone come lecture you? Do you have to sit through the rest of your dinner covered in piss or do they stop or like what's next? So I don't have time to get lectured because this is like a scheduled event, right? So we're, we're kind of like on this quote unquote tour from start to finish. Okay. I take a hard left when we get off the boat. I'm, I'm going home. I'm, I'm wet with piss. I walk alone. I don't even go with my friends at this point because I'm so embarrassed. Then the piss had dried and I said to myself, I am not done. I'm not done getting drunk. You said, I'm, (laughs) I said, I'm going right back out. At this point, the overalls are double piss stained. Yeah, you just that, had probably kind of, one of the most mortifying uh, experiences any human being could have on a fancy dinner boat ride in I Paris. I would say kind of poetic. I got them sold to me as piss pants, and I fucking pissed in those pants. And ladies and gentlemen, good. art. Uh, okay, so you're still like, oh, I dried up a little bit. I need to keep drinking. I think what it was is that I was like, I'm in Paris. Nobody knows me. Nobody cares about me. Who do I, who am I trying to say I'm not homeless to? You know, like I am that, that piss person right now. I'm the homeless person that you're sitting next to at the bar. So do you stumble into another bar? Two or three. Two or three. Sweets. I didn't make it fucking home. How much are you drinking at each of these bars? I would say, I mean, who's not drinking two to three beers? Did you black out? Quite possibly. How long were you out for in piss-covered clothes? (laughs) I would say that's the hardest question you're going to ask me. I would say like eight, nine hours. Oh my God. (laughs) I know. I'm just literally quite honestly the most disgusting human being. No, I love this. Did anyone say, oh my God, you reek of piss? Oh, everyone was suggesting it to me. Everyone, the person who gave me the bottle to pee in, they were alarmed when they gave it to me. So after I'm doing all this like fuckery, yeah, they were super uh, concerned. But what about the bars? Like when you're you did the walk home by yourself, you're stop you're stopping at two to three more bars. Did the people in those bars are they like, dude, you reek? Um, Go home. No, luckily nobody like let me know that I stunk like piss. But um. I'm sure I did. So when you look back at it now, it's like a 24-year-old, you know, you've had four or five years to kind of like think about your life. You live for this moment or you do you look back and go, fuck, how embarrassing. I pissed my pants on the most famous river to ever exist. Are you kidding? What would I... You could have just had dinner and taken photos. Everyone can just have dinner and take photos. (laughs) It takes a certain someone to piss your pants. Do you speak to any of the the classmates or any of the people? Absolutely not. Not a single one. Nope. They all hate me. (laughs) Actually, Annie, the girl that I did all this Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very close with her. And does Annie still go, remember that time you pissed yourself? Me and Annie actually have many uh, a qualm. So it's fair to say you've had a lot of fun (laughs) while drinking. It's fair to say I was really stupid while drinking. Do you feel like now... At 24 going on 25 that you like still maybe party too hard or do you feel like this is fun this is i'm gonna keep this going for as long as i can and give a fuck if, if mentally like walking around in your piss stained pants like that's such a metaphor are you still like i'm doing me 24 7 
sometimes. <clears throat> do you ever feel bad or do you ever question yourself about how much you drink? Oh, I constantly feel bad. Well, because I think like the most detrimental thing about me is like what everybody likes most about me is that like the party really doesn't stop. So sometimes I'm afraid to let it stop. Do you so feel this pressure to, <clears throat> to kind of keep that yes. perception going? All the time. When you're home alone and you, you no one's with you, obviously, right? And you're bored. Do you drink then? Uh, for sure. And does it feel like in that moment you're still trying to do it for other people? Or at that point, is this, uh, this is for me? Well, I think it would always be for me. Because even when I'm being the life of the party for other people, I feel best when I'm the life of the party. But that's got to be a lot of pressure. To constantly feel like you got to be like dance monkey, right? Like, do you ever just go and say like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me tonight. Like, I'm not in the mood. I'm not having fun. I'm I'm just, you got to prove it to other people, but are you kind of proving it to yourself too? Like, do you want to see in yourself what others do? I, is it fair if I say both? Like, I feel like it's kind of a repetitively feeding process. So like, it's kind of like, I feel really good when you feel really good. And if I'm making you feel really good... It's the dance monkey dance scenario. Yeah. So I feel good doing it. You I feed off of the energy doing the of, dance. of people's uh, approval in that and kind of repetitiveness of it. Have you ever wanted to not drink anymore? Have you ever thought like, I'm going to change? Or do you feel like, who cares? Because I see, I'm kind of caught in the middle, right? Because like, there's a lot of things that I take advantage of in my life that I have easy access to and it's fun and it's hard or I feel like it's harmless. But it could at the same time, like eventually, if I went too hard with it, could be potentially dangerous for me. Have you ever looked back at yourself and said, uh, this might be the wrong steps or this could get out of control? Or have you felt in control the whole time? I don't think I ever feel in control. Does that scare you? Yeah. What I really mean is in control of how much you drink, but also like the idea of like, if there ever comes a time where let's say tomorrow, right? You go to for a physical and your doctor says, Hey, we ran your blood work. You've depleted nearly all of the vitamins in your body. And it's caught. It's caused by an abundance of alcohol consumption. Yes. We need you to, drinking. we need you to stop. You, you don't think I value my life that much. No, yes, this is a absolutely. hypothetical question. So then in that moment, doesn't it feel like if I know that I'm, I'm fine and I'm okay right now and I'm safe to do it, then why bother stopping? Um, completely. And not to mention just the entire thing to me, like I said, is always a party. Like I don't really take, I don't think anything too, too seriously. I always think there's a solution. I never think anybody's going to hold a grudge. I just like, has, has that been the reality for you? Is it bad if I say for me? Yeah. People don't really hold me to things. I get like a lot of social grace that I don't think many people do. I don't find myself dealing with many repercussions of my actions. And I guess the difference is like, is it because I'm already so hyper obsessed that I'm apologizing before it's like going to erupt? Or is it that I'm so negligent of how people feel that I don't have to deal with anything? Does that ever feel like a struggle for you? Yeah, I would like to be uh, just better in a lot of ways. I'd like to treat Kelly better. <laughs> I'd like to treat you better. I'd like to treat everybody better. Do you think the drinking is a prevention from you having that? In some ways. And I also think it's like the catalyst for it. Like it, it kind of depends on the day because if if Kelly really needs me when I've already been out drinking with you, yeah. to two people it means two different things. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe that's the pressure. 
I only ask because to me, like, I think it's fun. It's the life of the party. But then I think of like the people in my life that, that necessarily don't get it. Cause you know, they'll be like, Hey, has anyone ever said to you, why do you drink so much? Have you ever had people turned off by it or literally never? Really? But like I've explained to you, people give me this, like just grace of life that I don't necessarily understand all the time. And I'm not super, uh, like I don't necessarily think that I deserve more than everybody else, but people give me a lot more weight in everything. Like, yeah. it's like, no, I would say that it's a problem and I don't think anyone else around me would say it was a problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So then, at this moment in time, do you feel like you struggle with, when we say that the, the, the toxic behavior is drinking, is it drinking or is it the idea of the party? Is it the idea that the party never needs to stop? Probably the party. When I say that, do you think the toxic trait is that the party needs to never end? Does it? Does this ever impact friendships, work life, your your interest in relationships? Do you ever feel like... If I give myself to two many places at once, then I'm going to impact that overall lifestyle I've been living or, or trying to maintain. I would say that's the only thing I'm afraid of. What's your biggest fear? Not being well received. By people that matter or everyone in general? Just everyone. Even though I know it doesn't matter. It's kind of a weird thing where I go back and forth in my head where it's like, I know it's not that important, but... I am hyper-focused on making sure it's a... And so far you've realized that the way to to get people on board with liking you is to, to be that life of the party type. Yeah. So do you ever feel like maybe this is a facade that you're presenting? Or do you think that there's a deeper Tanner that's waiting to just pop out or that's afraid? Or is Tanner just truly the life of the party and you know it's maybe not as much of an act as, as it feels like it has to be? That's like a, a conflicting question because... The natural reaction is obvious to be life of the party. Like, that's just the go-to scenario. Yeah. I'm not going to neglect that from being part of me. However, do I think that, like, I'm pretty able to put, slap a smile on when I'm not feeling it? Yeah. Which is a skill set that not a lot of people have. And that's the reason I bring that up is because some people wear their emotions on their sleeve, right? Like you can tell when somebody is just sad and upset or they constantly have that kind of, uh, they just give off that vibe all the time. I think it's really interesting when you meet people that are the complete opposite and they're just almost stoic, but it's hidden behind that like excited personality. Like you're choosing what you present to the world because it's easier than maybe the the darker or deeper parts of you that you just really are screaming internally. Do you ever feel that? Do you ever feel like inside you're, you're smiling on the outside, but you're screaming inside? Sometimes. And when, when that happens and you feel that, do you feel like it's time to keep drinking to push that back down deeper in the closet or like what, like what's the reaction? More so that it's time to keep smiling. Are you afraid of what people would think if they knew what you were really thinking? Yeah. And is again, that same question, is that for everybody or is that just for the people you care about? Different things for different people, I would say. Um, there's some things that like reach different masses, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think I give, uh, I don't think I give all of something to everybody all at once ever, whether it, and it might be in different increments but i think that's normal 
I think a lot of people present themselves in layers. Right. And like the more trust that you have or maybe uh, familiarity. Might I just with say I'm sorry. I just have to drink. So this whole pod I've been hearing. <laughs> no, drink. I literally have encouraged Am I okay? Because it's like. It's maybe a little concerning to someone that listens and is like, right? wow, it's he's like, got a problem with drinking. And according you're to actively yeah. doing it. Yeah. You're actively <laughs> doing heroin and you're saying that it's not your favorite thing to do. I know. Do you ever just say to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Um, yeah, all the time. But that's not just about drinking. I have the, a general reaction to what the fuck am I doing about everything always. I don't ever feel like I have a control. That is interesting to hear it phrased that way. Does that scare you? Yes. For your future? Not for my future. Or do you fact, feel like it will ever, always just be like this? Like, do you think this is the condition? That's the scary part. The scary part is that I'll never be able to have a plan. That's way more scary. But alternatively, fuck everyone who like has to have such an exceeded plan. That's so boring and so annoying and you miss out on your whole entire life. Do I feel guilty for choosing things so immediately and so irrationally? Yes, all the time. Do I also very much pride myself in the fact that I could choose something that day and make sure that I knew it was correct? Yeah. Absolutely. It is kind of scary, though, that you... I mean, not that I think that you're in danger of it, but, like, it is... the There's a kind of fine line between spontaneity, right, and, and wanting to, to just always not have to be set to something... And the chaos. idea that you can't ever steer away from the chaos does is does it tie down a commitment? Like, does the idea of like, okay, next Wednesday, my friend Bob is asking me to go hang out and he wants to go to this bar. Does that idea terrify you, or would you rather be like, hey, ask me what I'm doing Wednesday and see if we if we can hang out? I would much rather say, let me know when you're free. Is that because in the back of your mind you're going, I might miss out on any other possible better offer that could come up? Um, No, I don't think it's like necessarily worry that there will be a better offer. It's maybe worry that like I'd build it up and then be disappointed if it didn't happen. Like I'm just not going to worry about next Wednesday because you might have something to do and I want something to do. It's interesting because I'm the same way. I want to make plans, but then I get really hyper about them. I get like, oh my God, this is happening this week. I've, I've got it all set in my mind. And then if for some reason somebody, something comes up, I'm just 10 times more devastated yeah. than if I was to send you a text that day and say, what are you up to? Exactly. And you're not, you know, not available. Exactly. So yeah. I, I can relate to that on some aspect, but you, you apply that same thought to how you handle life in general. <laughs> Possibly yes, no, quite maybe slightly. somewhere in the middle. No, I mean, um, Probably, maybe without knowing it. I don't think I actively choose to, like, hurt people or hurt no. people I like or hurt people that are around me. But I think that, um, I don't want to say survival style, but just in the essence of that, I think my brain just clocks into, like, what I have to do. What just has to be done. And then, like, I just think you got to have a good attitude about it. Does this come from previous disappointments does this like were you always this way or or did like did you slowly have to start building kind of this like protective mechanism i was just always afraid of everything but that's not like i don't know i (laughs) are you uncomfortable by the question a little a little okay 
You don't, it's not something you well, have to answer. Well, because I don't know. I'm not that good at that much stuff. And so when I am good at something and I can recognize that, I lean into it. Maybe being the life of the party is my way of shining. It's like my thing. Whereas so, I, I don't feel as confident maybe in other departments. I don't know. Let's say the glimmer of, of being the life of the party wore off. Let's say people just go, eh, it's not that exciting anymore. Would that kill you? Would that would the idea of that? I don't think so, because I think in my off time, I've built so much up on being like completely alone, like the makeup's all alone. I shower for like three hours every fucking day, and it's to be alone. And like I think I'm very protective of my alone time. It's just that I can't really necessarily deal with the idea of people not liking me. And when they don't, I need to know why. Do you ever think maybe the fear is you're so capable of being alone that you, if you let the party stop. Or I'd kill myself. St- yeah. No. <laughs> Literally. Yes. No, but if you let that's the party exactly stop it. or you let people walk, walk away or that's your fear is that like. I'm so comfortable being alone that if I don't cont- keep this up and have everyone stamp of approval, I'll never get won't. it back. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Just just a thought. Just, Not a just a light thought. Just, just a, something just a, for you to ponder just, when you're lying in bed at night. Yeah. Just something for you to yeah. think over on your own. And, and today's uh, parting gift will be a toaster oven you can <laughs> put in your bathtub when you get <laughs> right, home. Right, <laughs> right. A nice hair dryer that's already on. No, I just wanted to push it because I know a lot of people say, you know, oh, my toxic behavior is is drinking or I, I smoke or I do drugs or whatever. And when you when you break it down, it's always there's something more. Obviously, that's like the the root cause of what leads to all of those, and that's just the method, right? That's just like that's just the the paintbrush behind your art. <laughs> but maybe that's that. the the frustrating part is um, to me. It seems maybe to everybody else there's like a perfect equation that all this makes sense, but to me, whatever is happening. It doesn't make that much sense to me. So when things are like swarming and I just have a lot to deal with. Yeah. I think it would be much easier to like brave it than to but maybe alternatively that's not braving it. That's not braving it to someone else. <laughs> so to me, I think I'm doing the right thing because I can go to work, make people smile. I can come home, make Kelly smile. All day, I can live a life where I've made people smile and not really think anything of it. So, is that necessarily a bad thing? No. But does that really equal up to happiness for you? You're right. I was going to say, I don't necessarily also feel like that serves my whole. Kelly said once (laughs) that I have a cement heart. And that, I think, was the... um, perfect way to describe it and for those that don't grab spat what describe what what your interpretation of that means well i don't know what she meant but it felt like that it was just like heavy very clearly full of love just not able to be um i think i disappoint people a lot in the ways that i don't uh do the right thing (laughs) if that makes sense think if I don't react to everything perfectly or I uh, I think I just disappoint a lot of people do you feel like you're you're disappointing people all, all the time all the time so maybe that's the the actual the 
the toxic feeling because I don't know if that's necessarily well, yeah, but reality. We already talked about that. You because already you know said, that I feel that You way. said earlier that people give you this, this pass that you can't seem to understand. And I think you think it stems from, uh, you just make people laugh or you're the life of the party. And that's why they give you this pass. But I'm going to challenge you to think about it differently. I wonder if maybe, maybe just maybe. Just quite possibly. <laughs> the brightness that you're bringing to their day, they know comes from a place of genuine care. Or maybe they know that like it's not easy to always be in the best mood. And they still get that vibe that you care about them. Maybe they just want to give back to you what you've given to them. That's what I mean though. See, you're giving me that right now. And to not many people would anyone or me give that same kind of grace. Like, it's like, why would you even say that? Because, and again, this is just my perception based on the interactions that we had and the conversation that we've had so far to somebody else. They may never get that. But from what you've described and from what I've heard, it sounds like that's pretty much the consensus across the board is you keep getting people that just feel this way and everyone around you seems to feel that way but but you right sometimes i think it's hard for you to to be receptive to that well yeah i can't match up to what everybody's giving me i think you already do no i think i never will i challenge you to think about that differently because i think that pressure is going to build up that that need to always kind of make everyone around you happy and you're going to just think that everyone that uh, is giving you anything back isn't doing it for the right reasons or you're not deserving of it. And I think when you finally feel happy is when you realize you are deserving of it. But is it back? Like, if I am I getting things in return? Because if you think about it, even am I allowed? Am I allowed to divulge? Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> this, this is about you. I want to hear what you this is. This is your life. This well, is just me kind of just feeding the But I'm about of, to bring you into it. Well, do it. I want to hear it. Okay. So even with you, none of it earned. I could say that probably across the board. And I feel like you think that you're just someone who is doing their best, even though they haven't gotten the best in return. And to me, I'm like, not nice enough to you. So that's just another, uh, you are living a real life example of what I think all the time. I couldn't possibly give back to what you give to me. So it's, uh, quite, uh, big feat to always be up against. I think you need to look at it different. I think you need to, because I think you, you think that this is so, that there's so much effort going in on one side that, that you're undeserving of. I don't know if maybe people don't point it out to you or you're not receptive to it, but I think that you do a lot for people. And it sounds like you mask that with, or you associate that with the life of the party thing. I think every time you, you think that you're mistaking what you do that makes people happy with, he's just fun to be around. And what I'm saying is I challenge you to, to start looking at yourself differently and start looking at yourself more as like somebody that maybe has qualities that, you don't always focus on and you're just it's easier to go oh it's because they think i'm funny or they like the life of the party because when you, when people describe how they like other people right they just go to whatever's the easiest description that they could say because people aren't always great with their words and i think you've gotten so used to hearing that same generic phrasing 
that nobody's had the chance to just say to you other real qualities that you have. It doesn't mean they're not there. It just means it hasn't been fully expressed properly. So I think that the fear of the party ending is the fear that that is the only qualities you have left. And that's the only thing you present to the world. And that if you don't hear that, that's constantly how people feel about you. You think that's all I ever have to offer. And it's not true. I don't think that's true. And I think if I had Kelly in the room, she'd probably say the same thing or anybody else that I could talk to. Not that I have to lecture you because I could fully take advantage of this and say, uh, you're fun to be around. You make me laugh. And no, everything's right. great, I, I don't want you to do that. I would much rather you have been an actual human being than hyping me up over nothing. I do enjoy hearing like the exact. Um, that's probably true. That is probably true. Just something maybe to, to just ponder. maybe just being the life of the party is something I'm so obsessed with. I don't drop it. Well, I'm curious to see where that goes, but I'm glad that you're, you know, but I don't want to leave this conversation where you think, fuck, Eric just ripped me apart. He thinks of this awful person. I don't if think anything, that. Okay, and go. in fact, I think you give me too much credit all the time. Well, I, I know you've said that, but I don't think that's necessarily true. I just speak what I see. Maybe it is like the party not stopping. I don't know what I'm doing that's right or wrong. So well, the takeaway from it isn't really that large because it's just kind of me. I think that's fair. And Even, I don't think you have to leave here going, oh, I learned so much. But I like this this podcast. What I find interesting about these conversations are that they can kind of be a timestamp for you. That you can go back one day and listen to and say, oh, where am I at now? What did I say then? How did I feel about this then? And I don't expect today for you to feel anything other than what we've discussed, because how could you have a, you know, a huge reflection you, while I'm we already just had drinking? A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what am yeah, I going to reflect yeah, on? No, I'm no. already trashed. No, but <laughs> I just like the vulnerability of it. I think I, I appreciate that you sat here and because it, it's fun to tell a story like a silly story about pissing yourself in, in, in Paris, which is still wild. But I know there's a lot deeper things to you. And I just wanted to touch upon that. Is it bad if I say I'm so glad I lived it? I probably wouldn't take back pissing my pants. No, you have to. You got to piss your pants a couple of times. I know. To... Adults piss their yes. pants. I haven't. Well, I guess some adults piss their pants. You know, the time's still, still there. I'm going to drink a little bit later. And I've even shit my pants as an adult. Here we go. So, yeah. so I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the drama? Let let it, it, it. Things happen. You shit your pants. You piss your pants. You're an adult. It, you move on and you learn. You from move that. on. You buy a diaper. Well, I'm curious to see what's what's next for you, and I'm curious to see if anyone has questions for you. So toxicbehaviorpod.com. Um, you can go ahead, and even the social media pages are all linked there. If you want to know more about Tanner, if you want to know more about if you relate to things he's said here, if you've kind of like you know someone in your life that's like this. I'm really appreciative of how deep you actually did get on this conversation because it is it's far more relatable teeth for no. you. <laughs> I, up until this point, it's been pulling teeth. No one ever <laughs> likes to talk about themselves, right? Oh, especially, it made me sick. I thought I was going to yeah, throw up. <laughs> especially when it's about things that are a little bit more, uh, you know, awful. self-reflecting and awful. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when you're going to, I challenge you to listen back to this when it's out which is going to be in like a day and re-listen to it and then 
don't hate yourself. I can't wait to. I'm not going to be mad. Like I said, I don't don't think it's a problem. The party doesn't ever stop. I think what the problem is, is that I don't get enough time with Tanner. Okay. I, I get a lot of time with Kelly. I get a lot of time with Eric. I get a lot of time with my mom. And I don't think I spend that much time with just Tanner. Maybe that's the takeaway. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's just... Maybe we'll see Tanner soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you came on, though. Thank you <laughs> Thank for doing it. You. you drove Thank all the way. He lives two hours me. away. Same but with Kelly. She came to It was an honor. I'm glad you were both here. And, we're and your biggest the, fans. Of course. It. Are you fucking kidding? Uh. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> ToxicBehaviorPod.com. I'll see you next week. Bye.